Welcome to A Word with Dr. Shirley, a podcast for faith, inspiration, and empowerment. A Word with Dr. Shirley starts now. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to A Word with Dr. Shirley. Thanks so much for tuning in today. My name is Dr. Shirley, and I am a wife, mother, Bible teacher, nurse, author, speaker, entrepreneur, women's ministry leader, but most importantly, I'm a servant of God. And I am so excited to be with you today as I interview this amazing woman of God who I have the privilege to collaborate with in ministry and call friend. With me today is Elder Lucy Raphael, who has recently joined my team at Beauty for Ashes Global Women's Ministry as a global ambassador. Elder Lucy Raphael was born and raised in Miami, Florida. She is of Haitian descent and grew up in a two-family household before the divorce of her parents. Mm -hmm. As the eldest, she took on the responsibility of her younger siblings since her mother often worked double shifts. Mm -hmm. As a result of being alone and watching over her siblings, she became a high-risk teenager who found herself pregnant at the tender age of 13 giving birth at 14 years of age. Mm -hmm. At the age of 28, a single mom struggling with four sons and expecting her daughter, she gave herself to the Lord. After running for so many years from her calling, she recently became an ordained elder. One of her favorite scriptures is Exodus 3.14, which says, I am that I am. Her greatest passion is to serve and help broken women and men to see their inner beauty and be restored back to their creator. Currently, she's the founder of Women Wells, where prayer and love are their foundation, a place where women are encouraged to come as they are to a judgment-free zone. Her aspirations include owning her own business dedicated to spreading God's word, and sharing his love with the community and the world at large. Without further ado, please help me welcome Elder Lucy Raphael. Greetings, woman of God. Greetings, woman of God. Dr. Cheryl, how are you this evening? I'm doing well by God's grace. I'm so excited to have you with us today for this amazing topic, the little girl within the woman. Wow, that is a mouthful, and I'm sure God is going to use you to shed some light on this topic. And so without further ado, let's just get started. Can you please tell us, woman of God, what the Lord has placed on your heart? This, this is a topic that is very emotional and dear to me, um, to my heart, um, because I was once that little girl, uh, and I had to do the work. So the little girl could be healed and the woman inside of me could rise. And so this topic here, when we, um, you asked me, what would I like to talk about? As you gave the introduction of my life, you see that I was a 13 year old um, mother pregnant, a baby, you know, having a baby, um, giving birth at 14 because that little girl was lost. The little girl was looking, was in search. And so this is topic is so dear to my heart. Um, it might not be for every woman, but it is for some, you know, because all of us don't have the same background, but I've dealt with a lot of women over the years who has some idea or some kind of um, history or story like mine. And so when I say the little girl within the woman, I am addressing the little um, scared and confused girl who was touched in the wrong places by the one who was supposed to protect her and love her. Uh, I'm talking to that little girl who, because she was violated and robbed of her innocence at a tender age, is now a woman who's out of control. She's mm. full of anger. Um, that was one of the things that occurred to me, you know, uh, to me because I wasn't protected. And, you know, and I felt like, you know, at this age and you didn't have an outlet, you didn't have nobody to talk to about it. And so I'm talking to that little girl um, who has been looking for love in all of the wrong places but doesn't behave like such either. Um, the little girl whose father left her for another family and she didn't matter to him. I'm talking to the little girl who was beaten and knocked around. The little girl who cried herself to sleep every night. The little girl who still to this day cowards in the corner of, of because of fear of rejection. And so this is why this topic is very important to me, Dr. Cheryl. Wow. I, <laughs> wow, that little girl, mm. that little girl, that little girl, 
is in so many women. Ooh, so many. I mean, it, it would blow our minds if we was up to take a statistic as how many women who find themselves in this position, this little girl who's crying out in her behaviors. She's crying out, mm -hmm. but not many people are giving her a voice. They're not. They're not. Because there's so many women that are not in tune with themselves, that are not in tune with the crisis that's going on within them, right? Because they've tried to suppress Absolutely. that little girl mm -hmm. in hopes that if I keep her quiet, then, you know, no one will know she's there. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. But the thing is, though, even though they're not voicing it, but if you pay close attention, if you've been there yourself, you can see the signs. Absolutely. And, yeah. if you know, for those who are wondering, you know, is that little girl in me? Like, if you just look at the patterns of your life, if you look at your behavior, if you yeah. look at the fruit of your life will yeah. tell you what's at the root of your life. Absolutely. Right? because the fruit always speaks to the root. And mm -hmm. um, there's so many women. I mean, if we just dissect, if we was to dissect this topic, there's so many different layers to this. You talked yeah. about fatherlessness. That is huge. Huge. Because there are some women that um, don't fall into the cat category of not having a father present, maybe right. not a present father, but that doesn't mean that they didn't have a hard childhood That's because it. having a present father doesn't mean having a good father, right? Because right. they were present doesn't right. mean that they were good. And so, but I do want to really like sort of put the microscope to those women that um, dealt with fatherlessness a little bit, because I feel that this is one of the plagues of society right now. Mm -hmm. Fatherlessness is impacting the globe. Yes it, is. yes, it is. And it's a it's a it's affecting our communities. It's affecting um, our churches. It's it's affecting our school system. Our yeah, this. Um, but from the standpoint of women, I want to really kind of look at that. Like, what does it look like for a woman to grow up, a little girl, mm -hmm. to not have her father present? Right? Well, the funny thing is, Doctor Shell. Um, so. I had, hmm, I, I had two fathers. So I grew up with the father who I thought was my father. And then I grew up with a stepfather and come to find out neither, neither one of them was my father. And so the one that I grew up thinking was my father, um, like you said, sometimes they are present, but they're not present. Jesus. So, um, and what I found out over the years, you cannot give what you don't have. And so a lot of those fathers uh, were my per se, who was in my life, they didn't have a father figure. So they didn't know what that looked like. Mm -hmm. And you, you have, um, because I'm over the years, I found out cycles are broken when you're sick and tired of them. When you are absolutely sick and tired, you're going to say it stops here. It's not going to continue. And so mine, then you didn't know better. So he thought as long as there was food on the table, roof over your head, that's what father was. And it was so much more than that. And so when I start being rebellious and because why I started to be rebellious was because when I come to find out that he wasn't my father and it was three of us, we would go there on the weekend because I, as you know, the intro said, we got, they got divorced, my parents. And so we would go to our father's house on the weekend. And one weekend I overheard his current wife saying that we're going to keep your child and send the other two back. And so as a child, that's devastating. So you thinking this is your father and okay, this is not your father, but even the second person who would try to play that role, now they're also rejecting you. And so that goes deep, that burns deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, mm. yes, it does run deep. And, and that's why there's no way that I could not put a, a microscope to that because mm -hmm. Um, there's so many women with daddy's issues. Yes. So many women with daddy's issues. And if we was to take a poll or even just pull statistics, mm -hmm. it would speak to this, right? Yeah, and just in general, I want to just talk about um, what are some of the effects of fatherlessness in women. And I, I did 
you know, do some research on this. So I'll share the little bit that I found because I thought this was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so in general, it's said that fatherlessness amongst women can cause women to start to think that they have to, they start to develop their own survival. They go into a survival mode, right? Mm-hmm. And so they start to develop almost like a survival playbook, like mm-hmm. almost like they have to strategize on how to do life because they didn't have that father there to coach them through, you know, um, life, right? Mm-hmm. And so they develop negative coping skills such yes. as sexual promiscuity, mm-hmm. total avoidance of intimacy, isolation, substance abuse, anxiety, depression. Mm-hmm. Fatherless daughters report having difficulty in relationships mm-hmm. in the workplace, interacting with men because they were never taught how to feel comfortable with a man mm-hmm. in their father's absence. Mm-hmm. They can carry also into adulthood conflicting issues with their mothers from becoming sort of the caretaker for a time or witnessing so much chaos in the home. Financial distress or poverty often follow these women also after, because the father usually being the main provider of the home, Mm -hmm. really it can have a ripple effect and cause significant um, impact in that little girl's upbringing and ultimately her future. So we can see the ripple mm-hmm. damaging effect of fatherlessness and the void, the hole it leaves in a young woman's mm-hmm. soul, right? Right. Um, if we can just speak to that a little bit, it's 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 so huge. It's so immense. It is. Um. So for me personally, I became promiscuous, like you, one of the ones you just stated. And so that was because I was in search. So I believe every little girl, whether good or bad, you're looking for a father figure in your mate. And so um, sometimes when we're looking for that father, if it's uh, one who grew up with a good father, you know, so you're trying to replicate that in your relationship. But if you grew up without a father or one that was there, but wasn't necessarily there, so then you learn to adjust and to go alone to get alone. And so for me, for many, many, many years as a young, I was, I was young, Dr. Cheryl, I was a young child and I would just be attracted to violent men. Mm -hmm. I mean, they used to just abuse me and it was so bad. It was horrible because again, I was looking to be wanted. I felt like, how could you help to create me and not be in my life and not care for me? And so I wanted that so bad and by any means necessary, I was out to get it. And so it did make me promiscuous. And um, my language of love is love. I love love. And so your presence, you know, the embracing and right now, you know, people tell me if love was, if love of hugging was a job, I would be paid well because I, when I hug on you, it's a mm-hmm. hard thing. You feel it. And because that's what the father, now, so I be over the years, as I got saved, I come to find out what a real father is now. And so God has breaking me through all these changes and through the process of working what I needed to um, work out through for I could understand a real father's love. And because I was in that boat, when I started again, had the um, children early, that relationship didn't work out because he was violent. And so that the cycle continued. Now my children are being raised up in a house that's being um, raised in a house without a father in the house. But I try, unlike ours, you know, just I try to keep the relationship with them because now these are men. So there's a difference between young men and women wanting the relationship with their father. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we can do it as women, we can do as much as we can, but I'm still, while you while my ch- ch- children are trying to have relationship and build relationship with their father, this woman too wants a relationship with her father. And wow. so it, it, it's a juggle for me trying to work on what I need to work at as a woman now, but still with this little girl who's craving for a father who now has children who wants their father. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And so I had to sit down really and say, you know, Lord, this needs to break and had to be real with myself that um, 
It's like Jesus was on the cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He left the family. You know, a lot of fathers, they leave. They'll say they'll take out the garbage and they keep on walking and just leave the family. But it's because this man himself has not done his work. This man himself is a broken man. This man himself has trauma that he has not faced and dealt with. And man, most men, some women too, instead of dealing with whatever they're dealing with, the root of the matter, they're jumping in every woman's bed. So they don't have to deal with that. And so this is where we find ourselves cycles repeating over and over and over. Jesus. Mm. Wow. So as you were speaking, you know, one of the scriptures that popped in my spirit was um, it's from Psalm 27, verse 10, which says, though my father and mother forsake me. Ah, yes. The, the Lord will receive me. And, you know, it's pivotal that for those that are tuned in, that are experiencing or have experienced fatherlessness, that you understand that. Yes. You didn't deserve it. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's not ideal. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, you're hurt mm -hmm. and broken and many and wounded in some ways. Mm -hmm. But there's a solution. There is a solution. There's a solution. And the solution is one that has long-term effects. Right. It, 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 it is restorative. It's eternal. It's yeah. not temporary. It's right. not, you know, it's not a Band-Aid over a surgical wound. This mm -hmm. is a solution that will cause you to never yearn in this area anymore. This gap will be completely filled. Completely, completely. Right? And we know, and I know I'm going to give you time to speak to this woman of God. We know that this solution is the love of the Father. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us in 1 John 3 verse 1, see the, what great love mm. the Father has lavished on us. Yes. We should be called the children of God. Yeah. And that's a starting point. Like for those that are wrestling with their identity, wondering, why did I come from this family? Why did God, you know, why weren't my parents so-and-so? And why did God choose this bloodline for me? Well, just know that you came from him through them. That's right. That ultimately you were created in the image of God. In the image of your father. That's in right. The image of your father. And he loves you immensely. And he has purposed you you know, to be where you are for his glory and for a reason. Mm -hmm. And all of those negative experiences, he's going to use as part of your story, which is going to end in glory, right? Mm -hmm. Your story is going to end in glory. And no matter the negative experiences you endured, because mm -hmm. especially with fatherlessness, they're yeah. hard. They're hard. The, the, the things that we go through as a result of that, I'm not diminishing them by any means because yes. <laughs> I have my own story as yeah. it relates to fatherlessness. So I know the pain is real. Yeah. It's, it's something that you can't, you can't, uh, you can't help but to feel it like, because it's so real. Right. But God is able to heal that pain. Yes, yes. And it's important that we heal because if we don't heal and we don't deal with mm trauma of that pain as mm -hmm. from our childhood, what happens is it begins, the effects of it reverberate in every aspect of our adult lives. That's right. So now we can't have stable relationships. Now our finances are not where they need to be. Now mentally we're struggling. Now we're repeating those generational cycles, right? Mm -hmm. Our yes. children. And it's a mess, right? And so we've got to uproot these things. And it starts by having that dialogue within ourselves, being honest with ourselves to say, you know what? Not having my dad messed mm -hmm. up. Right. Not, you know, my mother, you know, not being what, she, you know, not being present in the home like I needed her to be right. exposed me to some things yes. that I shouldn't have been exposed to. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And so it really starts with us having that uh, coming to a place of pure transparency, pure humility and saying, God, you know, here's this pain, here's this void, fill it with your presence, yes. fill it with your love. 
Absolutely, Dr. Joe. And that's what I did. I had to do the work now. Um, so let me see. Trauma started at 18 and then 13 when I got pregnant, 14, had the child, um, the, my children's and started to have them up to the age of 28. And so I, we had a woman's conference last year and it's so funny. It was confirmation from God. I was sitting and thinking, um, what happened over the course of my life that started where I started and got to the place where I was. And the woman who came, the preacher woman who came to preach, and she talked about even though we are growing every day um, body-wise, but the mind, it still stays, it's locked up in that place that you got hurt. And so when I, I had this um, scripture I wanted to refer to was Genesis 20, and Genesis 50, I'm sorry, in verses 20, is the story of Joseph. I'm sure most people knows it in his brothers. It says, but as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass. And it is this day to save much people alive. Now, therefore, fear ye not, I will nourish you and you and your little ones and be comforted in them and speak kindly unto them. So this speaks to about what you just said a few minutes ago. We don't understand the beginning of a thing, but if we keep living day by day, and if we come to know our identity, to know our identity, we must first seek our father, which is the father of all fathers. Right. And once we come into relationship with the father, he then now begins to let us know who we are. And so this is the work that I had to do. I had to, I was honest with myself. I was honest with my feelings. Um, I was honest with what I was, um, because what it was, I didn't want, the cycle to continue and my daughters and my daughter is so crazy the boys you know there's some stuff i didn't want to happen to them but my daughter mm -hmm. i saw her in me and i'm like this stops here and mm -hmm. so i had to do the work um for when i'm free that she can see what a free woman looks like and, and when i say that i'm reminded um i want to go to this because there was a question you asked me the bible what the bible says about this topic uh, when i think about that i think about um dinah dinah um she was you we find her in genesis 29 starting around the 15th verse to the 13th verse um leah was the oldest of two sisters who was forced by her father into marrying her sister's brother um betrothed because tradition called for her to be married first because she was the oldest and so when i think about that story can you imagine two sisters but the man fell in love with the younger sister but her father didn't think enough of her her father didn't ask her what was her dream her father then asked her if she even was in love with this man so the bible doesn't record that but because of tradition he just took her as a piece of property and sold her to this man who had worked seven years for this other sister and when i think about that i'm like god this is exactly what it is not because sometimes you in a household your father may or may not be there he favors one or the other or he leaves your family and he marries another family that has children and now he becomes a father to that family not but forgetting the one that he carried through his loins and but God and his grace and his mercy, when we continue to seek him, because I love what I love about God, when we don't know him, he knows us. He's always have been chasing after us, but we didn't know it because we were so caught up in our pain. And the pain is real, doctor. When I tell you that pain is real, to think that you are a little girl and you are dependent on this person and this person don't see you no matter what you try to do to please this person nothing works and then so if you're good you don't get paid attention so now you become to be rebellious you act out you show out you start to do things then maybe this will catch this you know my father's attention and so it is i'm telling you this is a huge topic we can go for hours and days and months because there are so many women and i see them now because they are hardened they have hardened their heart they're bitter they're angry because they have not given themselves a chance to let it go they have not given themselves a chance to forgive first forgive the father whether he was there or not just like jesus said on the cross forgive them for they know not what to do and forgive ourselves it was not 
your fault. And that's what I would, you know, I told myself, the little girl I spoke, I said to her down and I spoke to her. I said, it was not your fault. Yes, it hurt. Yes, you went through the traumas. Yes, you were disappointed. But at the end of the day, it was not your fault. You are love. When you come to know the father, he's always loved you. He will always love you. And you are loved by the almighty God. And once we get there and we free ourselves from that bondage, remove that person from the prison of our heart, the little girl can be free for the woman can evolve and become all that God created her to do. And then she can break the cycle in her own household and even outside of her household with the people who are influenced by her, the community that she's in or the tribe that she runs with. You know, I've been through this way before. You don't have to go as far as I did because I've done some of the footwork already. And so here is my story. Here is my testimony. You know, uh, one of the things I'm finding out, Dr. Cheryl, is that we have to be so transparent with people enough with the trying to you know sugarcoat stuff and you know i don't want people to know this is that if we are not transparent with people they would not know that there is a god who can break the cycle of promiscuity. He can take you out of just giving your bodies to anybody just for love god, our father can do such work in our lives like the thing that happened never happened that's how he restores that's yes. what i love about my father he is a father who restores it's like it never happened he said all things are all and behold all things are new he does restore to the place where that bitterness no longer is there there's no longer anger you know you let that go because now you're open and then you come to find out maybe that's why you came that way for you can be a deliverer for somebody else along the way. Amen. Amen. And yes, I definitely have to go back to that Joseph story because it is a beautiful story. Um, and it really, that moment where Joseph made that declaration that, you know, you meant this for evil, yes. but the Lord intended this for my good. It, it's It's a, it just brings everything into perspective that the things that we go through that God allows us to go through. See, because God will never allow you, allow any situation to come before you that he doesn't have a plan to help you overcome or get out of. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so the things like before we were born, the Bible says that before we were born, that was you ordained us. In Jeremiah 1 5, he says, you know, before you were born, I knew you and I ordained you to be a prophet to the nation. So we didn't, we weren't born and then have a plan created. God had the plan and then we were born. Absolutely. And so nothing that happens to us is a surprise to him. Nothing, nothing. He knew. Yes. He, you know, because he doesn't, you know, we often forget that God goes before us. Yes. So before we arrived at a situation. Yes. God was already there removing the snares, removing, you know, the, 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 everything that the enemy, you know, yes. would use or, or, or use to kill us, this yes. take us out. Yes. God already removed the sting of that. He already removed the traps. He already removed, you know, uh, the, the, the devil and his plan mm -hmm. to, kill us in that situation you know he he took that power away and so when we get in it of course the devil is in our minds making us think we're not going to make it out like mm -hmm. this is going to kill you this is going to destroy your reputation you don't have a future mm -hmm. you're going to be a nobody so all of these things are running through our minds and what we felt to realize is first of all the devil's a liar which means yes. he cannot tell the truth of his life dependent on it right and the very fact that he's telling us these things mm, should mm. empower us to know it's not true. And so I I, I can rebuke him. And yes. Right. And know that the very opposite is true. And so if I know that, you know, God loves me and before I arrived in this situation, God already you know, cleared the path for me to right. make sure that I come out victorious, mm -hmm. then I can endure my storm, that I can, you know, rejoice mm -hmm. in my in my trial, mm -hmm. knowing that at the end of this, I'm going to be better for it. And like you said, you know, I'm going to have a message that's going to come out of this right. mess 
there's going to be purpose birthed through this pain. You know, God is going to make all things work together for my good because that's his word. That's his word. Well, you know, we first have to know that, though. And that's the thing. I didn't come to know um, the Lord until I was 20 because I was pregnant with my daughter, my last child. So as a child, my grandparent, you, grandmother used to take us to the Catholic church, but I didn't have a relationship. We would go in, we would hear the word and go about our business. You know, the Catholic um, preached, he would say two, three words and then go, but I didn't have a relationship. Until you have a relationship with him, you don't know this, you know, and the enemy, he is betting on you not finding out who we are. You know, right. once you come to know who you are and whose you are and, you know, the word of the Lord, that is our weapon. The word is all kind of promises and principles in there for the children of God. And so and before I knew that, I did know that. But once I come to find out that I am loved by the almighty, he said he made me to hell. I'm fifthly and wonderfully made. And so those things I used, I started declaring them over my life and to break the um, cycle in the lies of the enemy and not only the enemy it got sometimes it gets to the place where it's not even so much the enemy it is not it starts it be, it's you who start to feed yourself these things because right. you've been living it so long you right. keep over and over and so now you start to believe the lies and that's what they are they're lies you know but until you find the word until you start that relationship with your father and be reconciled back onto him then we know and then we can speak these words over our lives to break these cycles and then with that it causes you also um to forgive the person who hurt you because you don't do it for them, you do it for yourself. It's, it's, it's part of the journey, it's part of you being free, uh, forgiven, and move on. Just like Joseph, you meant it for evil, but God had a plan all along, you know? And so once we know that, we rejoice in it. Oh, we rejoice in it because I find out the more that God has purpose over your life and calling, the more you're gonna go through. Oh, yeah. And we have to learn how to endure because this fight is a fight and God is with us though. And then that's what I love about him. No matter what he's there. Sometimes we trip up. Sometimes we fall. Sometimes we go the wrong way, but he's there and his grace and his mercy are always ready to welcome us back and to start right back. He said, no more condemnation. And then, so I know I am free from the bondage. I broke my children were able to break the cycle. None of them had no children. I was so afraid Dr. Cheryl, that my daughter would be a repeat of me, a teenage mother, but God and his love and his mercy. And I grew because I wanted to do some of the work. And so I thank God that none of them were like this. And we broke that cycle. And that's what it is. Once you know who God is and you start to do the work, cycles are broken. Amen. Amen. And I want to talk um, about, you know, how you talked about the mind and, you know, um, what happens when we get stuck in that place of that traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. Um you know, so you could literally have a grown adult woman yep. with the mind of a 13-year-old. Yes. Um, with the tendencies of a 13-year-old. Yes. Um, and, and this is important for us to address because this is why uh, uh, healing for the soul is so important. It's, it's so important for us to understand our inner state, like we can't spend so much time fo focused on the external, uh, you know, our beauty on the external yeah. and our careers and everything on the outside that we don't look at what damage has been done internally that I'm neglecting, right? That's ultimately going to catch up with me if I don't deal with it. Um, and so, you know, for those women that are trapped, mm -hmm. you know, at the place where the offense occurred or or where the neglect occurred or where the abandonment occurred, you know, I just want to let you know that it's time to heal. Yes. It's time to deal yes. with your pain yes. and not allow it to deal with you. You never, because once your pain starts to deal with you, mm. you know, you, you, it's almost like your life starts to spiral out of control. Yes. It's almost like you lose control and you're, you look back and you're like, how did that happen? How did I get here? How did I make so many bad decisions? Yeah. Well, you allowed your emotions to be the driver, mm -hmm. right? You weren't sober in mind because you weren't healed. You, weren't, you know, you allowed your wounds yes. to have 
a bigger voice than the spirit of God and then and then the word of God. Mm -hmm. And so we have to heal and we have to deal. And if you haven't dealt with those traumatic experiences in your childhood or in your past, mm -hmm. just know that they're not going away. You're only suppressing them. You're yes. only, <laughs> you've only pushed pause, but it has not gone away. Yeah. Right. right? right. And, and, and it's going to remain until, you know, you remove the cover and you bring them to the Lord and you say, God, help me with this. And he'll give you the instructions. He'll give you the strategy. He'll give you um, his spirit, yes, which is agent of healing, mm -hmm. right? Um, his word, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, that is so powerful. Mm. God's word is so powerful. Um, it has so much medicine. For yes. Us, right? It mm -hmm. has so much, so much. amazing <laughs> prescription. Yes, for, um, Lord. And, and, and I want to say one last thing before I give you the floor, you know, um, uh, for for the woman that is finding herself going from one relationship to the next to the next or one failed relationship to the next, mm -hmm. you know, I just want you to know that what you're looking for can only be found in the father. Yes. The love that you're looking for is called agape. Yeah, agape love. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, because I've been through that myself, again, None of this works until we come to our self and say enough is it enough. And so what I did, um, you stop and you take an inventory of your life. You have to stop and take an inventory. If everything that we've been doing or you've been doing and nothing's not working out, you have to stop and say, what is the problem? And be real with yourself. Until we're real with ourselves, nothing is going to happen. You have to be real with yourself, first of all. And that's how the work begins. Uh, you have to do work. You have to do the work. There's, you have to do some of it. Um, God is there. He will take us to, but he's also given us wisdom. We use the word of God, which is everything we need is in there. But up to a point now, Dr. Shah, I tell people, if you need a therapist, get yourself a therapist. Um, because if you're taking your anger out on your children because their father is not there, that's a sign. Um, if you continue to draw the same men who are being abusive, that's a sign. Um, if you can't budget your money or keep a job that's a sign and so we have to take inventory and that's what i did i went back to the eight-year-old where it was the first time that i got um violated as a child and i had to talk to that little girl but i didn't know that like i said until i got god's word in me first because all of that anger is in us but once we start to get god's word it starts to take away, it tears up the foul ground a little bit, you know? And then when you start to see a little clearer, then you can go back and examine where are you in your life? And so you have to take an inventory of your life and, and the decisions and the choices you made over the years. What is it causing you to make these choices? What is causing you to go that route that you keep seeing every time that you're going down? It's not working out for you. It's a spiral. It is not working. And so until we are women enough um, to stop and say enough is enough. Let me sit down, time out and identify where in my life I stopped caring, where in my life I became numb because we become numb, doctor. We are numb to the stuff that's going around. We just, it's like we're going through emotions and we just numb. And so we have to stop and ask ourselves to the best of your recollection, when did we stop caring? When did we just give up and throw in the towel? We didn't care. And once we identify where that was, then we can start to do the work. You can start to just write out all of your pain, write out all of the trauma, 
screaming. I, I tell my girls all the time, if you got to scream, scream. We have screaming session, screaming out. If you got to write a letter to the little girl, if you got to write down all the hurts and the pain and the shame and the guilt that the enemy will have tried to put on you to keep you hostage and to keep you bonded in that place, write it down and burn it up or tear it up. Write a letter to the father. Find scripture where you, but I'm telling you, if you don't first stop and identify, you have to take an, invent, an inventory of your life to see what is going on, what needs to be changed, what is it that is coming from me? Because it's not always the other person. Now we have to first now check ourselves too. Yes, they did this to us when we didn't have a choice in the matter, but why we keep choosing the same thing over when now we do have a choice because we didn't deal with that thing. And so once we identify that, we sit down and then we start to do the work. The work is within. And I'm telling you, your Bible, the word of God, if you if you could find a, a, a friend that you're confident or a family member, because I find out too, tribes matter. It's part of the healing process um, because we cannot do life alone. That's just how it is. God did not create enough to do life alone. If you could find trustworthy people, it could only just be one or two that you could confide in. And trust your girlfriends who you chose to be friends with when they are checking you on some things. And then to sit back and take in what they said to you and see if what they're saying is true. Because if you want to be free, you will do the work. Anybody who um, still has not gone to that place where they're ready to be free, it's because still is the fear that's in them. It's the fear. It's the shame. It's the guilt of the enemy. But I'm here to tell somebody who might hear this, even if it's just one, do not allow fear or shame to keep you bondage, to keep you hostage, to keep you in prison. When the father who created you said that whom the son sets free is free indeed. And he wants us to be free. What I love about, well, I'm telling you, when you know the word of God, um, in the beginning, because we read Genesis, and that goes back to the beginning, when he said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it. But not only that, when we look at how God created the world, he made men. God loves us women so much, but we don't get it. He loves us so I love God when I tell you. He created everything. Everything was in place. Then he made the men, and after he made the men, he looked around. He said there was no suitable companion for him. He made us to be a suitable help me. And so everything that we needed was already here for us but yeah. the enemy stole that with the snake with eve but everything we need is already here yeah. i want you woman today i don't know where you might be when you're hearing this but i want you to sit down and talk to the little girl inside of you let her know that it was not her fault let her know that she is loved by the almighty let me tell you unconditional love agape love the kind of love that requires nothing from you the kind of love that whether you're good or bad loves you my god the kind of love that's waiting to restore you the kind of love that says come on to me if you are heavy lady come on to me i would give you rest the kind of love that restores you and has an expected end for you woman i want you to talk to that little girl and set her free for you can rise up and to become the woman that god has called you to be from the beginning of time he has a plan for us he has an expected end and i had to free myself because if i did not go through what i went through i might not be the person i am today and i love me now there was a time i couldn't say i love me but because i took the time to know who created me and why he created me, I've come to love myself in spite of what the enemy tried to do to me at the age of eight and then at the age of 13. And now we heal from that. It's in our past. And God said he throws it away. He throws it away in the sea of forgiveness. It's just the same. You throw that away and be free, be bold, be beautiful, be all that God created you to be. I'm telling you, women, 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 we are more powerful than we know. I'm telling you, if we just lean on the one, call on him, whatever you need. He, there's nothing that you've been through or that you will do that will catch him by surprise. He will love you in spite of it all. I'm here to tell you, I am a witness to that. Amen. Amen. That was powerful. Oh God, thank you so much. Amen. And, you know, if I was to summarize that into one phrase, um, I would have to say 
you know, make sure that you're not just surviving, but that you're thriving. Amen. Because there's such a huge difference. Mm -hmm. um, just because you survive doesn't mean you thrive. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of women have, yeah, they live through the pain. They live through the abuse. They live through the neglect. Mm -hmm. But they're not living the Absolutely. abundant life. Right. right. And so there is another level that mm -hmm. the Lord has for you. There's more that God has in store for you. There's on the other side, you don't even know what the healed version of you looks like. Mm -hmm. You don't know what the healed version of you has mm -hmm. the capacity to do. Right. You don't know what the healed version of you has the potential to do. Mm -hmm. God sees that version of you and that's the version of you he speaks to. Like when he approached Gideon, mm -hmm. He said, you mighty man of valor. And Gilead is like, who, me? <laughs> right. Like, I know you lying. I don't, mm -mm. I, there's nothing about me that says that I'm a man of valor, mm. that I'm mighty. I've, Gideon was small in his own eyes. In his own Gideon, Gideon felt like a nobody. Right. And yet here comes the angel of the Lord saying, addressing him the way that God sees him. Yes, right. Right. Yes, and so. Yes. Your circumstances most times are lying to you. Absolutely. Your feelings are lying to you. Your thoughts are lying to you. The Bible says that the heart is wicked. wicked. Desperately wicked. Who can yeah. know it? Ooh. So the things that are coming, flowing through your heart, flowing through your mind about you, mm -hmm. including the, the arrows that the enemy is sending at your mind daily, right. the things that he will cause people that you trust, people that had power over you mm -hmm. to you know influence and mold you your mm -hmm. your early beginnings and how he influenced them to say to speak negative yeah. things over you mm -hmm. to, to to infuse you with his lies so that you would grow up broken yeah. and you would grow up confused and you would grow up lost mm -hmm. and having essentially a stolen, having suffered identity theft right. because he came in at an early age mm. to make you never, or, or to, to keep you from ever coming into the real version of yourself. But the devil is a liar. He's a liar. He's the a liar. devil is a liar. And in the same way that Gideon had to come up out of that low place, that stinking thinking, you know, that place of, of feeling like settling for less than God's best for him. He had to rise up and say, you know what? I accept the challenge. Right. I am who you say I am. I will do what you say I will do. We have the same power. Whatever God is calling us to, whatever challenge, you know, you may not agree with it in the sense that maybe you never saw yourself doing what he's calling mm -hmm. you to do. Maybe you've been so stuck in who you're That's not that you never saw who you could be. But the time for that yes. to change is now. It's now. Amen. It's now. It's time for all of that to change. Yes. And if you allow yourself to go through mm -hmm. the process, deal with your pain, like we, used, we spoke about Joseph. God knows, God only knows what Joseph was feeling in that pit. Ooh. God only knows what Joseph was feeling when he was in that prison. Mm -hmm. Only God knows. But what we do know is whatever he was feeling, he wasn't overcome by it. That's right. He wasn't overcome by his emotion. He wasn't overcome by his pain, but mm -hmm. he allowed it. He allowed God to process it, process him yes. through that pain yes. and pull him, his purpose within it. Mm -hmm. And the same way, that what the devil thought he was going to do hmm. and through hmm. God turned that thing all the way around. I'm, I guarantee you. <laughs> He's doing it for you right now. There's a turning right now. Right now. And when God turns it around, can't nobody do nothing about it. I'm telling no. you. <laughs> it is what it is. And 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 know this, that just like with Joseph and even with Jesus, these two men that endured great pain, but it was because that through, which you kind of touched on, you talked about being a deliverer, mm -hmm. that through them would come the deliverance of nations, right? Mm -hmm. So the things that, the pain that we endure, it's not just about us. That's right. Yes, it hurts mm -hmm. in the moment. Yes, it's painful. Yes, you could be bleeding. It's, you're bloody. You know, you're wondering why me? 
But for the sake, the Bible says that Jesus endured the cross for the joy that was set Ooh. before him. Mm. What was the joy that was set before him? His children that were coming into the kingdom yes. through his blood. Yes. Us, mm -hmm. we were the joy that he had set before him as he was hanging on that cross. He saw me, he saw you. Yes. And he endured. So, mm. yes, you could be in a painful place. You could still be dealing with the effects, the aftermath of fatherlessness, the aftermath of, of, of uh, trauma mm -hmm. as, a, as a little girl. But I want you to press past press past your past right press past your past and see this bright future that god has for you and i and how he wants to use that very place the very of listen that very place of pain that very place of tragedy and turn it into triumph uh, and he could do it i know he could do it i am a witness i'm here he can and he will and he desires to do when i tell you i'm come to realize that i was here like we say for deliverance for others and god can do it the enemy just lies all he does is lie 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 but god who is truth who is life once we come to know that and what i love about him dr shell there comes a point in your life the pain the stigma all of that there's a place i tell you one of the scriptures i love was the um Perfect love casteth out all fear. When that scripture hit me one day in a different way, I said, my God, when I came to understand the love of God truly, my Lord, it, it just erased everything else. Nothing else mattered until this point. And it's just the same way as Joseph, all of that. Because the, the Bible records that his brothers hated him the more, it said, when he told them of a dream. He was a dreamer. He already seen his future. But his own siblings said they hated him the more. So the more means that they hated him even before he told the dream. But still, God had a plan for Joseph's life. And at the end of that plan, he was the one who came to the delivered them when there was famine he said come and because god already had the plan and so i understand every woman who have been gone through something the enemy uh violated you let me tell you there is a story behind your story um today we um a pastor was talking about moses and joshua moses had to die for the joshua could rise up and it's the same thing with the little girl. We have to let those things die and go. They serve their purpose. We have to be here. We can no longer use them as blankets. Um, we have to do the work. We have to do the work. And the work can be done. Uh, is it easy? It's not. But you can get to a place where you do it and it's no longer there. Those things are no, they are part of my history, but they no longer hold me bound where I'm losing sleep or it's been, no, because God said that he hasn't expected and he told me that I was free. He said that he has plans for me and I am here to see those plans and to become all because he said that I am the head and not the tail and I believe God. I am his anointed and he has called us and he's raising us up for such a time as this. And um, daughters, daughters of the most high God, I don't care. When I tell you, I don't care what you've been through. God, there is a word in God. And you might need a psychiatrist. There's nothing wrong with finding a clinician to go talk to. It's all right. But pair that with the word of God, because that's the truth. That's the truth right there. Pair that. Be real with your feelings. Expose the enemy, because you cannot be free until you expose that thing. And that's what the enemy is betting on, that you don't voice the thing that's have you hostage. If you was molested, put that out there. This is what happened to me. Let the enemy know. No, you're not going to hold this shame on me or, uh, no more. This is what it is, and we're dealing with this thing, and we're breaking it in Jesus' name. In Jesus and once you put a voice to that thing, it can no longer hold you hostage. Amen. You see? Amen. Do the work, woman. You can do it. I'm telling you. And we have lots of women on the platform here um, to help you. We all come from different backgrounds. We all have different stories, but all of us have a story. And we are helpers one of another. We have the um, women at the well. I love the women at the well. Um, the Bible records that Jesus, he went out his way to meet her at the well. He already knew all of her story. She was at the well at the time when nobody was there because of shame. Yes. 
Okay. And this is what shame does to us. It keeps you isolated. It lies to you. Okay. And so she was there, but the Lord met her. Hallelujah. The Lord met her at the well and told her about herself. She came looking for natural water, but she found spiritual water. The woman was so happy when she found that water. She forgot the pail that she came and she ran. The Bible told us that she ran back to tell the people about somebody who told her about all her life. This is the kind of God I get excited when I think about it because I know not only that I read the stories, it's amazing when you come to a place you can testify that this is what god can do for yourself it's not my mother's testimony it's not my sister's testimony it's my own testimony god can and he will the woman ran and told everybody about what the savior had did for her he freed her from being shamed in front of the people and what gets me some of the same men she probably was telling they were in that shame with her but they kept on walking free but she was bound and we have not to let people keep us bound once we're free. Mm -mm, we got to be free. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I, I want to just, as we come to a close, I want to wrap this up with sort of summarizing again what you just said. And what I got from what you just said was, you know, break your silence so that you can break through um, because the enemy wants to keep us silent. He wants to keep us silent in prayer. He wants to keep us silent in our praise. Yep. He wants to keep us silent from sharing our testimonies yep. so that we don't come to a place of freedom. Yep. But you have to break your silence. You have to, you know, get to a place where you have that conversation within yourself. You, you address that. You confront that little girl. Yep. You separate yourself from the pain of yep. those events in your past. And you do the work, like as you said, whatever that looks like for you, whether that's getting counseling, whether that's, you know, uh, getting reading books mm -hmm. on your situation to get wisdom from right. other people that are in, well endowed in those areas, getting pastoral counseling, mm -hmm. uh, uh, coaching, um, you know, finding yourself amongst a tribe of women that will, right. you know, cover you in prayer, whatever that process because everyone's process is different everyone's journey is different Absolutely. but whatever it looks like for you sis do, <laughs> do it because we have to break that silence and we because we need to break through to become everything that god has called and ordained us to be right. wherever you have found yourself i guarantee you god has more in store for you amen don't amen. Settle, don't settle for less than god's best for your life that's right you know, because one of the things that I often tell myself is that Jesus died for me to have what mm. he has in store for me. So right. why, why would I not claim? That's right. Shed his blood to give. Mm. Me? Mm, 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 mm. I'm telling you, we got to go for everything. Uh, even today, um, um, service pastor was saying, um, I believe he said um, maybe Miles Monroe might have said it. There are so, there are treasures in the grave. People who died full. Yes. With books inside of them, business yes. inside of all kinds of. So we want to die empty. And yes. so that's why I say, do not let the enemy rob not one more day from us. Be free, women. You can be. You don't have to stay bound. You don't have to be prison in your own self. It's so many times it's the enemy within the enemy. And we have to deal with that. Amen. Amen. That was amazing. And I, I just want to give you the opportunity as we close to give one last word of advice to someone who's tuned in and she's struggling or he's struggling with their identity. Well, in this case, she, because we're mm -hmm. talking about a little girl. Yeah. She's yeah. struggling with the uh, with identifying the little girl within her. If you had some last words. Of um, like I said before, really is, you know, sitting down because what I just said right now is the enemy within the enemy. A lot of times, because the people who have heard us they move on. Sometimes they don't even remember it, but we carry that thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's a disservice to us to continue to allow somebody else's behavior ruin our life, steal mm -hmm. from us what God had already predestined for us. So again, sit down. If you find yourself in cycles and cycles, it's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy, but you have to take the first step. And sometimes that first step is just kneeling down. Sometimes you might not even have the word, but sit still in his presence and he will come to you and seek out the help 
that the people that you can trust to help you along this walk for you can be free. Amen. Amen. And if others wanted to connect with you, woman of God, how would they get in touch with you? Um, they can get in touch with me through um, the Beauty of Ashes Global, um, or they can get through with Lucy Raphael. I'm on Facebook. You'll find me. I, I am just out there. Lucy Raphael, you see me, and here I am. So uh, my desire is to see women free because he has set me free, and I know the joy of being free, and I also know the pain of being bound. Oh my God. Hmm. Well, Jesus. So there you have it, hmm. folks. That is all we have for you today. And I pray that something that was said resonated with you, your situation, your spirit, and leads you one step closer to Jesus. If you're tuned in today and have not yet committed your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, my prayer is that today would be that day. According to Romans 10, 9, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Yes. There's no better situation, there's no better decision, rather, that will guarantee you the best possible life on earth. And when you leave this earth, after you've made this decision, I encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church yes. that will aid you to grow spiritually and be all that God has created you to be. Yes. And for the ladies that are tuned in, if you're looking for a support system and a group of women to fellowship with and grow spiritually, please connect with us at Beauty for Ashes Global Women's Ministry. We offer several ways that you can do that from virtual small groups to monthly girl talk sessions, conferences, retreats, and so much more. We have so much in store for you. So visit our website today at www.beautyforashes-global.com for all the ways to connect and partner with us. Amen. God bless you until we meet again. Thanks for listening to A Word with Dr. Shirley, a platform for faith, inspiration, and empowerment. To connect with Dr. Shirley, follow her on Facebook or Instagram at Dr. Shirley Lefebvre, or visit her website at www.drshirleyphd.com.